Currently, our listeners in uh, the south side, Danville area, have 19 degrees. Lynchburg has sunny skies, but 18 degrees. And at the Roanoke Blacksburg Regional Airport, it is 19 degrees this morning. It is six on the morning jam. Greg Weatherford, Deputy Director of Virginia Energy Sense, is on the line with us. Good morning. Hi there. How are you? Doing well. A beautiful, chilly day. <laughs> it is It is very chilly. Uh, people are doing their best to stay warm in whatever way they can. There's a lot of warming shelters uh, opening up. And I suspect, thanks to these cold temperatures, we're going to be seeing an increase in those electricity bills. We sure are. I mean, that's pretty common all across Virginia, and that's what we're happy to tell people about ways to save some money and keep themselves warm without costing more. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, who you're with. You're the Deputy Director of Virginia Energy Sense. For people who aren't aware of what you all do, just give them kind of a a brief synopsis of, of what you all are about. Sure. Well, Virginia Energy Sense is a state program that was set up in about 2008 to tell people across Virginia ways to save money on their energy bills. And our goal is to um, to share ways to cut costs without cutting comfort. So that's what we're about. Um, We're a free program. We're not affiliated with any kind of sales or energy uh, utility. We are a state program. That's just our whole goal is to tell people about how to save money. Well, there you go. So you've got a lot of new, you know, energy systems out there. Some folks still using, like myself, I've got a new blower, but I'm still using when it comes to summertime uh, because of my air conditioning and my heat run off the same blower. It's a gas, uh, natural gas during the wintertime. I'm still running my older system for air conditioning, though. So there's folks out there that are running on 10, 15, 20-year-old systems. Uh, what are some of those things that they can do maybe uh, because they don't have the money to make that big investment on a new complete system? I'll tell you what. Yeah, it is It is a lot of money to be invested. Unfortunately, our HVAC broke last year, so we had to put it down, and boy, that was a big hit. Right. So what I can tell people to as ways to save money on what they have the good news is there's a lot of ways you can save some costs. The simplest one is basically what um, maybe your parents or grandparents always told you, which is to stop letting all that warm air leak out into the cold. Were you raised and, in a uh, barn? Up your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? You know, we're not trying to heat the world. Exactly. So the simplest thing to do is (laughs) caulk your windows, uh, seal up on your drafts you can. Um, That'll cut you almost 20%, according to uh, the U.S. Department of Energy. That's a huge savings right there. Um, And I know that that can take, you know, some maybe a little skill and experience, but it's not actually as hard as it might sound. Just you might, if you have a leaky door, you might run a uh, roll up a towel and stick it in there to cut off the mm-hmm. uh, the leak, or buy one of those little uh, worm things you can run over there. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you can do that's a really easy thing to do is uh, open your curtains and blinds on sunny days to warm your house for free. That's free solar energy right there. Mm. And at night, you just close the blinds again and keep the warmth in. Simple. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of the caulking part. Of course, if it's cold, you need to do this ahead of time. you got to start in the fall uh, to go ahead and do yeah. that. Because, you know, a couple tubes of caulking, and now the the latex silicone caulk, which cleans up with water, is much more um, durable than it was just 10 years ago. 
That's right. Yeah, it works a lot better. It is true that you shouldn't do it on a freezing day. But if you can close up on as many cracks or cocks as you, uh, or cock up as many of those gaps as you can, when you can, it's going to save you up to 20%. Big savings. So you all um, will periodically do consumer surveys just to kind of see, take the temperature of where people are. What were some of the biggest findings that you had uh, from the, uh, the, the consumer survey that you did? Yeah, that was a real eye-opener for us. We do it about every year. And this year, for the second year in a row, three and four Virginia electricity consumers said their electric bill went up last year. And most of them say it went up between 10% and 25%. Yeah. Um, we've Everybody knows costs are, are higher right now, and so that is true of energy as well. And so people are looking to save where they can. Another thing we found is that uh, 80% of our survey respondents said that saving money on their bills is a very important reason to save energy. So people are focused on a lot of things around energy, but right now mostly they just want to cut the costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, not not always easy to do. Uh, now, we talked about some of the things that, that some of the simple things that, that people can do, uh, common sense things. Uh, what are some ways Virginians can save money, uh, you know, all year round, not just when it's cold like this? Sure. Um, well, some more good advice, uh, change your filters. You'd be surprised how often people don't think of that. But you can save a lot of wear and tear on your heating bill and on your uh, heating system and your cooling system in the summer by just switching out your uh, air filters. Uh, the less less hard you have to, your system has to work, the more energy it can save. Um, another thing you can use is use your ceiling fans to blow some warm air down. Believe it or not, ceiling fans work in the winter, too. So uh, there's a, usually a switch you can turn to uh, reverse the uh, spin, and that'll push the warm air down a little bit. I never could understand I'll that one. I, I, I wanna, <laughs> I'm not going to take it a task, but, but I, no I, I thought it would do the reverse because when you make the fan go backwards, it actually helps with the heat. I was thinking turn it the normal way because it sort of blows the wind down. But, yeah, you got to make sure your fan, number one, is off. Then otherwise you grind your fingers off and just like you said, you know, <laughs> flip that switch and, and go the other direction and it makes a huge difference. That's right. And the main goal, I think, is just to move the air from the ceiling as low as you can. Yeah. So if, if your warm air is sitting at the ceiling, that's not going to work out great. So generally speaking, if you're pushing air in uh, away from the ceiling, it's a good thing in the winter and reverse, of course, in the summer. Let's see. Uh, you've got... Um well, our beer, our, what about, you know, kind of pacing out our bills? Are you for that, you know, like just get the average so you don't get hit so hard? Because at our house, okay, we're cheap. Janet says you're thrifty. She's, <laughs> she's being nice when she says I'm thrifty. But, um, you know, you, you have those times of the year, you know, in the spring and the fall where you're not really running any either or. But uh, to average that bill out over the year can, can make a difference in your budget. Yeah, I mean everybody has their own their own system, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm a, I'm an averager myself. I'm, we're not, um, I don't think we should advise people how to run their their household budgets. But personally, I like that system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, tell us where people can go if they want to to really dig down and, and see all the information that you have and what you all do. What's the best way to uh, to find out? 
There's a ton of resources on our website. Again, it's all free to use. Um, there's no cost or sign up or anything like that. Although we do have a nice newsletter that you can sign up and we'll get regular tips. And that is at virginiaenergysense.org. It's virginiaenergysense.org. There's a ton of resources, all, a lot of tips, great insights. Um, there are a lot of new programs coming out from the government that can help you save on big purchases and small ones too. And we're going to keep those updated as well on that site. So uh, check us out. Um, another good idea would be to go have an energy audit if you can. A mm. lot of them are free or cheap, really cheap, and you can find information about that. And they can somebody can come up to your house and actually walk around and take a look and see what ways you can save energy. And you can save significantly by having a professional come out and give you some good advice. A lot of the same tips I gave you, but way more detailed and specific to all of your listeners. So kind of customized to your out. own home, sure. Uh, Greg exactly. Weatherford, Deputy Director of Virginia Energy Sense, joining us this morning on the Morning Jam. Greg, thank you so much. We we enjoyed talking with you. Thanks so much, guys. Stay warm, okay? All, all right. right. You too. Take care. All right. It is uh, 8.15, basically. He called me, guys. Should I, I, I be offended? I, I wanted to get him off Should to I where be? he couldn't hear our comments. Should I be offended? I, he called us guys at I the did. end. I did. I'm not offended. I'm, I'm not, not either. I'm not. I'm okay. I mean, I'm if he right. would have said, thanks, gals, I might have been offended. He might have been offended. I, maybe. But, you know, because... Well, see, that's an interesting point. If these are dangerous yeah. times yeah. Um, if you don't get your pronouns right. In some cities, you can be fine. It could go horribly wrong. Yeah. Right? We'll be back. Yeah. You got a life hack, right? I do. Uh, not to call me a gal. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Ah. I don't know, sister, mister. We'll see. Hungry for some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. I wish we could open up the roof and let some of the sun in, like Greg just said. Too cold. <laughs> yeah, it would. Can't do that now. Yeah, if we took the roof off, it'd be a problem. It'd be a, yeah, it'd be a little chilly. Unless, <laughs> of course, you were in a greenhouse, then you could let the sun well, in. Well, that's true, yeah. And get a tan in the middle of winter. Wow, huh? we could get, get our vitamin really E in the morning. In, in a, a greenhouse? Yeah, I was yeah. talking it's to... It's been a while since I've been in one. To Glenn, his... <laughs> His wife worked at the greenhouse right. one Saturday, uh-huh. came back in, was actually a little burned, like really? on her nose. Oh, my stuff. gosh. She's like, what have you been doing? Wow. Goes, I've been working in the greenhouse. Did so if you have a greenhouse, you can get that intense. So my husband's showing off. What? Um, you know, the, the woodpecker I've been trying to get a picture of Oh, yeah, of, yeah. You got like a great forever. shot of it. The, did you post that picture? I did post it, but I got him in in flight yeah yeah that was i don't know if this is the guy because this one looks a little small we got a lot of woodpeckers at our our bird feeder Mm -hmm. but he he sent me a oh wow that's nice yeah Yeah, it's a good picture of him yeah yeah um he looks a little i I don't know if that's him or not i don't think it is he's looking a little squatty and frankly a little chunky i don't know (laughs) need to back off there buddy Mm, yeah maybe you've had a little bit more uh uh, too much of the of the bird food right they're looking a little chunky well, monkey I, the there. birds around my house are definitely eating let's just well say they're overweight <laughs>
Life Hack Thursday on the Morning Jam. I've morning offended jam. enough people already today. <laughs> Did you wake up this morning going, how many people can I offend today? I, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> so we've been talking about things to, to make your new year better habits that you can create. A lot of people talk about that uh, in January. Uh, how about habit stacking? You ever heard of habit stacking? <laughs> no, I haven't. I I never I had so much in this show. Either, but it's good stuff. It is good. When you're okay. trying to create a good habit, mm-hmm. if you're you know because you get you need to do something for like thirty days in a row right. for it to really become a habit. Sometimes, if you link the habit you're trying to develop and you chain it with why you were doing it or the reason that you're doing it. Um, it, it can make things more routine and okay. has proven to be successful in creating habits. Right. Here's some examples. Get out of your bed and make it. <laughs> and then it's a good start. Give and give give the reason. Mm-hmm. I work from home, having an orderly environment helps me stay productive. Mm-hmm. So that's my motivation. Right. I walk into my bathroom, weigh myself. The reason I run marathons, I need to maintain a specific weight. Having a daily weigh in keeps me focused. Mm-hmm. Wash my face with hot water. Use facial cleaner because studies show washing it helps you feel more awake and energized in the morning. Walk into the kitchen. Pour a 16-ounce glass of ice water with lemon. Reason? Lemon, another way to feel awake. Plus, you get two of those eight in Hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also uses examples like taking your daily vitamins, reminding yourself that most diets are nutrient deficient. I'd say that's true for everybody. Yeah. Uh, text my girlfriend with a loving message because the key to successful relationships is to do the little things on a daily basis. It's to maintain them. <laughs> right. And then uh, update my mobile phone app with the habits I'm currently developing because tracking habits on a daily basis is the best way to make permanent change. So there you go. I like that. Habit stacking. Okay. It almost sounds like haberdashery, but it's not. Okay. That's not popular anymore. Nobody goes to a haberdashery anymore. I don't know. Do you know what that is? I, no, I don't. It's where they make hats. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm reading this article, and, and I follow the royals to a certain degree. Right, right, sure. But I have to tell you, some of these stories, I mean, basically the story is talking about how stressed Prince William must be because the king and Kate are both having medical procedures come on i mean ordinary Mm. schlums out there are dealing with this kind of crap all the time they're like well it's going to be very stressful for him she's she's having a planned abdominal surgery that's probably a tummy tuck i'm guessing uh and then how many kids two three three okay and and having three kids Mm -hmm. believe me if i could have one i would have had one right so no shade being thrown Mm -hmm. i'm just saying yeah it's a you know not something that's a a medical emergency or something like that i tummy tuck about 50 percent of the time (laughs) you tummy tuck yeah i mean i tuck my shirt in no no and then i go without it yeah that's a tummy tuck for me it's different after you've had kids yeah uh i don't know that that's what she's having done but But obviously, it's it a, a more of elective kind of thing. Sure. It's what it looks like. And then, of course, the king apparently putting it all out there. Elvis, the king? Charles has an enlarged prostate, and he's telling the world about it because wow. he wants everybody to go get checked. Of course he does. So, is it, 
Am I, is it just me? Am I he being too He wants to save harsh? the world from, you know, all the it seems like you know, environmental problems. It too. seems like very silly that they're like, oh, you know, his, is his mental health going to be okay? Because Kate's going to be in the mm. hospital for a few days and the king's having... Are you kidding yeah. me? He's part of the royal family. His mental health is in question at most, most periods of, yeah. of... And it has nothing to do with any of this. Right. They're like, oh, you know, he's going to have to take over the duty of the three kids. Seriously, <laughs> does anybody think he is going to be absorbing more duties with the no, children? No, Prince William. He just wanted to know if he could wear his crown into the, uh, mer- you know, the. Uh, I mean, OR I know they've got issues like everybody has issues, but right. come on. We were talking earlier about the, the guys thing. You know, oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm offended if you say. You know, come on, guys, let's come go. on, guys, let's go. That's offensive. Because we call you guys guys all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you're offended, I'm sorry. Because yeah. Mark always offends you, but normally yeah. I don't. <laughs> so there's that. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Uh, so uh, pulling from one of our favorite headlines, am I the a-hole here from from Reddit? You know how we love these. Right, yeah. yeah. We're, we want your way in. Uh-huh. A mom of twins has banned her sister-in-law from her home. Because she refuses to refer to the young children as individuals. Apparently, she refers to them as the twins. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. How are the twins doing? How are the twins doing? Are the twins okay? Uh, 38-year-old woman married with identical six-year-old daughters. Call them the identicals. Amy and... Disney will make a movie of it. Amy and Nina. Okay. They live in the same town. As most of her husband's family, they have a, a big house and they host the family gatherings most oh, of the time. Yeah. My youngest sister, Jane, has been traveling for work since her early 20s. She moved in with her fiance to be closer to the family, now regularly attends family events. The only thing is she never addresses my daughters by their names. Instead of her calling her children by their first names, she always insists on calling the girls the twins. And makes no effort to distinguish them. Hmm. I understand when people refer to them as the twins, but it's important that their individuality is respected. Maybe she can't remember their names. I've already forgot them. And we're only one minute into the story. And you're probably going to get it wrong (laughs) anyway. Right, right. If they're identical. Yes, yes. I always tell family and friends that now they're six years old, it's important for them to have their own identity. And I get that. Um, please treat them as an individual or instead of a pair. Uh, they have different hairstyles, dressing styles, so it probably would be pretty easy then mm-hmm. to, to tell them apart, maybe. Uh, she says she's also told Jane many times to refer to the girls as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane would say, okay, but keeps doing the same time. Uh, so is that a big enough grievance to bar her? From family, I mean, good lord, people! It's hard enough. Here's to Here's what I do together. for Jane. Next time Jane comes over, make sure the twins are wearing name tags. You know, like "Hello, my name is," you know, fill in the blank, and that, and then don't say anything else to her. That the that the twins are the only ones wearing. That way, she can go. Why are the twins wearing name tags? <laughs> <laughs> She 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 says it's disrespectful, and she gave the example. Uh, apparently, last Christmas, Amy made paper cranes and Nina painted flower pictures as their Christmas gifts to everyone in the family okay. and signed their names 
as a, a gift to everyone. Uh, when Jane's fiance asked where the gifts came from, she replied, oh, one of the twins gave it to me for Christmas. The other one drew some flowers. Now, wait a minute. See, now that's getting some individuality. One of the twins. Right. They've separated them. One of the twins. One. One is the loneliest number. <laughs> you know, uh, three dog night. Anyway. Mm. She confronted her after everyone left and oh, requested brother. her daughter be named uh, by their names and not the twins. See, this um, has got to be a true crime story before it's over. She said, um, the girls are too young. This is what the mom is saying that she said. So I told her she's banned from my house wow. until she learns to address my girls by their names. She just stomped off. <laughs> wow. I think y'all are finding reasons to fall out. Could you address them as individuals? And always going to Y'all just lumps them all together. At, or sweetie. Hey, sweetie. Right. Hey, dar. I mean, yeah. You know, if you don't know their name. Yeah. Sweetie and darling works. Oh, brother. And and here's the other thing. You want them to be an individual, then maybe they can remind them. You know, could you call me Amy? It's okay to say to Amy. Could yeah. you call me Amy? Yeah, yeah. Or could you call me Nina? If yeah. you want your children to be individual, stop being a helicopter mom and teach them some skills. Woo! How about that? Let's Woo! do that. I gotta go weigh in on Reddit during news. I'll I'm be just, right back. I'm just going to go weigh in. <laughs> 831 CBS News Brief and WDBJ7 is next. Currently in Roanoke, it is 17 degrees at the Roanoke-Blacksburg Regional Airport. In Lynchburg, it is 18 degrees. And in Danville, it is 21. Hmm. Woo! Balmy! Wow. wow. That's, that's, I mean, comparatively, yeah. that's definitely warmer. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'll take it. So we uh, were, we gotten message from a listener yeah. earlier about the the fire at the Courthouse Cafe mm-hmm. in Rustburg. Yeah. Um, apparently, there uh, there was a fire there, um, and there was some damage to the upper part of the cafe of the roof's exterior, uh, where you know that would read Courthouse Cafe. Sure. Uh, the fire was visible uh, on the roof of the cafe, just much well, like our listener. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's us. good because that alerted people, at least right. saying, I got to do something. Um, they Firefighters explained that uh, small flames were visible briefly. There was mostly smoke from a light bulb in the sign that overheated and started oh. the fire. What? Really? Oh, my gosh. Well... Wow. That sounds like something that could easily be fixed, though. Mm-hmm. It's probably mm-hmm. not going to shut them down or anything. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, there's some billowing smoke from uh, pictures that were taken Yeah. Uh, on site. So, I don't know if they're going to be open today or not. Mm-hmm. But maybe it won't be too damaging Yeah. that they'll be able, because, I mean, they've been around for a while. And, and it looks like a lot of... Uh, you know, volunteer fire departments got together. You got the Rustburg, Lindan Heights, and they were able to put it out pretty quickly. So, you know, good for them and mm-hmm. good for the, the alert, uh, you know, citizen that, that reported it. Jeez. Because that could have that could have been worse. Yeah. Certainly. So. It could have been. That's a local story there for you, our uh, beloved listeners out there. I do have one more I wanted to talk about here. This was the, uh, well, we talked about the counseling in Roanoke. And uh, that the need is great there and everywhere, for that matter. But the uh, Kaiser Family Foundation saying there needs to be 129 more practitioners 
just uh, throughout the Commonwealth. That was the story. And then, of course, we had these stories about the General Assembly, a couple of Republican bills getting getting uh, nixed. Uh, one of them was the Delegate Tim Griffin proposed the uh, death penalty come back, and they said, nope, six to two on that. And, of course, Todd called in earlier, you know, talking about how the fact that we are trying to unlatch ourselves from the the uh, environmental bill from California, that but looks like that's not going to air happen. control standards yeah. and the EV mandates and right. all that. So yeah. 2035, I believe, is the year, the EV mandate. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Does that mean like no more gasoline um, vehicles will be able to be sold? I mean, I, think I, I haven't uh, gone into the depths of it. That gives us uh, you know, a little more than 10 years to get our act together. But, you know. Yeah. And I can remember one of our listeners named Mark. I don't remember his last name. He and I met for lunch once. Very, very smart guy. Was in the uh, involved in Richmond. Legend. He says, he says to me two years ago. You you guys need to understand. There's stuff tucked away in this bill mm-hmm. that ties us to California. Oh yeah. And their environmentalist wacko right nut jobs over there. And he said people don't realize it because they tucked it so far deep yeah, into the bill. Yeah, because that's when we started talking about yeah, it. Yeah. So it's it's like. Why don't you put it out there? No, you don't want to put it out there because you because know because they knew we'll, it, we'll raise it, hell, and it wasn't. It didn't suit Virginia. It's right. not good for Virginia. No, but um, because it was a Republican bill, I'm telling you, that's why it yeah. didn't pass. They yeah. were just throwing their weight around, mm-hmm. showing that you know we won, and this is what we're going to do. So, yeah. uh, Lynchburg City Schools asking for feedback on some potential changes to their student schedules this year. Um, according to LCS, the administration is asking parents, students, and staff to give their opinions on three changes. Transitioning middle and high school schedules from A-B block scheduling to seven-period days starting in the 24-25 academic year. Staggering start and dismissal times for elementary schools starting in the 24-25 academic year. And starting and dismissing high schools later in the day Mm -hmm. i don't know that that would be a bad idea really Hmm. um just because you know they have to get up so early some of them aren't as productive early in the morning now what does that do to sports and that type thing would they have to start flip-flopping some of that i don't know that's a good question um Hmm. there's uh there's a, a place you can go online and you can uh, you can weigh in on that, um, and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see if people weigh in, which they should, if they uh, you know don't not weigh in and then complain mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. changes. They need to know how that impacts your family and your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Electric co-ops pushing back on that's a broadband. Negative. Sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah. On broadband bill, uh, state legislation has been proposed to meet federal deadlines for broadband deployment on utility poles, but opponents say it puts unfair uh, onus on the uh, small power providers. A bill under Virginia General Assembly consideration would place the Commonwealth's 13 electric cooperatives under federal communication regulations in order to deploy the broadband statewide before the federal uh, pandemic funding expires at the end of 2026. I, I didn't even know that the federal pandemic funding is still going. Apparently, it's going to end in 2026. Yeah. 
but you know broadband for everybody and it's going to be free that's what i heard mm. are you familiar with um I don't know that I can even say his name. Charlemagne. Charlemagne the God. I don't like his name. I don't either. But he's he is like one of the top rated radio. As a matter of fact, Rush Limbaugh was on his show after George Floyd because Rush knew what was about to happen. Because this is because this is the the Breakfast Club guy that he said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black, right? I don't know is if it? it's the same guy, but but Charlemagne the God. Well, he's is, a, he is a co-host. Is he the co-host? on the Breakfast Club? Okay. Isn't that? I just I just know him by Charlemagne the God. I don't know, but but anyway, he's got a lot of power. Otherwise, Rush wouldn't have said, "Look, you and I need to have a conversation to try to tamp down what's about to happen," and it happened anyways. But yeah, Charlemagne's not not necessarily happy about the current situation. A, a, a in lot our of a lot White of House. things, right? Um, he is sounding the alarm mm-hmm. about the impact that biden's migrant crisis my biden's self-created right migrant crisis is having on working class voters absolutely he says his radio show is overwhelmed by people expressing outrage and he says it's going to hurt the dems in the 2024 election well we can it only should hope. i hope it does because you know we're the country's 35 trillion dollars in debt how can we take on, they say, as many as 10 million have come across the border since Biden's president? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, during an interview, he was asked whether or not he thought the issues of immigration would be a major factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, every time this administration is addressed with this question, they say, well, well, this, pres- this administration has been addressing these problems that, that they've inherited. Right. That, you know the Republicans did nothing, but but right. we're, we're you know we're trying right. to address these these uh, you know They're that's so the standard line. Yeah. Um, when asked, he said he constantly hears mm-hmm. from listeners complaining about the influx of migrants rocking their communities. Yeah, and he said it was something he really hadn't heard that much about until this past year, mm-hmm. because that's when it reached the tipping point. Sure. Sure. Guess what? By the time it gets there, it's too late. Yeah, that's right. You know. That's right. The the it's, it's you know way too late. The frog's going holy crap, and then right, he's dead. Right, right. Um, yes. I've had the privilege of doing morning radio, speaking to working class people every single day. Hmm. I have the privilege of being involved in my community, from New York to New Jersey to South Carolina, where I get to look people in the eyes and have real conversations with them, and people are not happy. I honestly have never spoken to as many people who are concerned about the migrant issue as I have this past year. Now, that's interesting. I've heard everything from MS-13 is overrunning the neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. What we just saw happen in New York where the migrants, they took 2,000 migrants and put them in a school and made the school stay home. Yep. Uh, the, the students had to stay home and do school via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an issue. I mean, people are calling the radio station because you know why? Because they can't call their local TV stations anymore because they're not even carrying the the major news because they've already deemed, you know, that President Trump is a liar. Right. They won't even air his So we're not even going to air his his, his winning speech. Right. Um, They're calling and they're really concerned Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I interact every day with people who are frightened by it sure and they should be oh absolutely 
Uh, he also took a swipe at Democratic mayors, namely Eric Adams, mm-hmm. for previously welcoming migrants to their city with right. open arms, but then saying, yo, hold up, too yeah. much. Yeah, yo, hold up. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> those are his words I'm reading. It's quotation <laughs> no, that's marks. Good. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Uh, we've heard uh, Vice President Kamala Harris say, hey, don't come. Like, we've seen that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a real, real big issue. Mm-hmm. He expressed doubt that Congress is going to find a solution. Absolutely. Well, they, no. They, they, they just, yeah. And when asked yeah. whether President Biden bears the responsibility, he replied, of course he does. He's the president of the United States. Sure. If he can take credit for the good things happening in this country, he has to take credit for the bad. I'm not really sure what good thing. <laughs> we don't have maybe i need to start the little list thing we were talking about you write it down and right, put it and put in a it, bucket you know, so i won't reflect, need a large container you reflect on you know december 31st on how good things were mm-hmm. it was a good year oh boy <laughs> he also pointed out um to uh greg abbott right and DeSantis saying you know uh, sending the migrants to these sanctuary cities uh, may have been cruel, but it was also effective. Yeah. Hmm. So clearly it was effective. It made a lot of these Dems start singing a different <laughs> tune. Sure. Well, because that's the only thing they'll understand. That's why. Right. And how is it cruel, Charlemagne? Help me understand how it's cruel putting them on an air-conditioned bus and sending them to New York. How is that cruel and inhumane? These people have been walking oh, yeah. thousands of miles, and that's cruel and inhumane. They, Sorry. Some have been robbed and raped and even worse. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, he's expanding his footprint into the world of podcast, which he vowed will be a platform to welcome all viewpoints. It's uh, not going to be another liberal echo chamber, he says. Mm-hmm. We're going to have hosts that are conservatives. We're going to have to hope that some real dialogue can start happening in this country. I hope you're right, my friend. Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope because that the... you're able to have mm-hmm. right conversations mm-hmm. where he can say something like that and somebody like me can challenge him sure. and say, explain to me how that's cruel and inhumane. Help me understand because yeah. I don't get it, you know. Those are the conversations that need to be taking yeah. place. Well, I mean, there was a conversation apparently yesterday at the uh, the White House between Republicans and Democrats talking about the border issue. Hmm. And, you know, Speaker Johnson came out and gave his little speech. Yeah. And then Schumer and the the uh, minority leader in the, uh, the Congress, Jeffers, that came out and gave their little speeches. And, you know, they say they're closer than, than they have been in a long time. So I don't, I don't know. It just the conversations that happen in inside that beltway up there in D.C. are they're fruitless in so many ways to do the right thing. Hmm. So you know, t- you know, get your house in order. Yeah, you know, because be listening to sustainable living. Because I'm telling you, you're gonna need at 35 it. trillion and 10 million more mouths to feed. What in the world are we doing? Right, and and, you know? and we're not food stable. Right. Selling our farms off to the Chinese. Yeah. That's not a recipe for success, No, folks. it's not. It's, it's a recipe for disaster. And and you think the government's going to help you? Guess what the government w- was telling them when, when the fires were happening in Hawaii? They were telling them to go up to the mountain, basically yeah. to perish, when they should have been going the other direction. I, you know, it's just, 
we're here from the federal government and we're here to help. Yeah, that's a, that. Those the things yeah, you need to famous be most words, frightened of, according you know? to, to Reagan. Hey, we'll take a look at the lighter side of things yeah. when we come back. We will. Um, there's some there's some interesting news. If you worked during a blizzard and you wanted to be rewarded, what would you want to be rewarded with? Think about that, and we'll tell you what actually happened. A hot bowl of soup, maybe. I don't know. Close. <laughs> You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Oh, I hope that's not the case. Ain't nobody cares for us. Oh, we that'd care be for, sad. We care for y'all. Yeah. Use guys. Use guys. Use ladies. Careful. And gentlemen. You know how that goes. No good deed goes unpunished. True. You think it's a good idea at the time, and then it all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> that's what happened to a Walmart. Uh-oh. Yeah, in uh, Illinois. Thought they were doing a good thing? They, well, they, they thought they were. Um... So they've had some blizzards in the Midwest. I mean, we know we've had some that that Arctic blast that's been going through some of right. those areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Walmart's didn't close. Didn't matter how cold it got. Didn't matter the blizzard conditions. Slept in the back room, huh? <laughs> Sub zero temperatures. Wow. Um, apparently, there was a, a TikTok that garnered over half a million views. Really. The uh, the girl is an employee at the Walmart in Rockford, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Temperatures dropped to negative six degrees, and that was during the day. She's uh, seen speaking before the social media post featuring a picture of two employees at a table stacked with drum roll please ramen noodles. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> the post. By the Walmart. Wow. Was captioned, Burr, it's cold outside. We appreciate our associates for braving through the cold to be here. Right. Stay warm with some ramen noodle soup and crackers. Oh, wow. Wow is right. Oh, boy. Zowie. Yeah. The comments weren't kind. Walmart, you're a Fortune 500 com- company. You're a multi-million dollar company, and you show your appreciation with a 55-cent ramen. Mm. <laughs> people are walking into work in negative 18-degree weather. Some wow. don't have cars. Some people's cars didn't start. They still showed up to work somehow, some way, so they could get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the backlash was so bad. They ended up taking it down. Literally, it would have been better if they had done nothing. Yeah. I mean, at least they did something. I, I'm not saying that was the the best choice. I mean, could we have at least sprung for, I don't know, a can of soup? <laughs> Maybe? I don't... Well, those things are crunchy, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, I don't know, crackers, sort of. <laughs> uh, some commenters said... Agreed that the reward was was small. Mm-hmm. Uh, others said, "Hey, I didn't get anything. I went to work during the storm. I didn't get a darn thing. Mm. So, stop being ungrateful and, you know, drink your ramen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, maybe they were expecting more of a pizza party or something. I don't, I don't know. See, I don't do the ramen anymore. Really, I I've gone back to the old Lipton soup packs." If I'm going to have that kind of a deal. 
you know, with the little tiny noodles. Yeah, but they're so laden with sodium. Oh, I know, and chemicals. I know. I just I, don't. I, I have to be desperate, and I, I water it I down. I do quite a, a bit. ramen, but the ramen that I do mm-hmm. is uh, it's a baked ramen, and it doesn't have the salty packet. Oh, okay. It's got like this wonderful chili oil that you put over it. Oh yes, yes. and it's delicious. I've done those too. I do like those. That one's that yeah. was pretty. De- yeah, pretty decent. I do like those. It has a whole different vibe to it and it doesn't have the the sodium that the others have so yeah it's pretty good hello bless you that one snuck up on me some teens in florida Mm -hmm. we're uh having a little boyish fun you know boys will be boys Uh, we'll do silly things won't we yeah apparently uh half a dozen of them were driving around with some raw eggs okay using them as projectiles to oh, decorate Lord. houses and cars. I mean, that's as old as time itself. Sure. That's been going on for a long time, although those eggs are pretty expensive there, buddy. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Uh, that was a few weeks ago. Right. But uh, this past Sunday morning, they got up pretty early uh, with their parents. Oh, boy. To get their hands dirty. <laughs> they uh, had to go around washing the victims' cars. Really? Patrol cars, fire trucks. And any other vehicle that happened to stop by that day. Mm. And they had to do it for free. The community service convinced the cops not to file criminal charges. Apparently, the parents got together Mm -hmm. and made that happen. That's some good parenting right there. Sure. Sure. I like it. (laughs) Good job, moms and dads. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to throw some eggs around? Okay. Ding, ding, ding. It's 5 a.m. Time to get up and wash cars in the cold that'll be it's a wonder somebody didn't turn them in for oh uh, cruelty oh yeah it's abuse there's no doubt about it yeah come on (laughs) that's uh probably so we can't teach lessons any longer that's that's a thing of the past Mm -hmm. uh spider-man was auctioned off a copy of the amazing spider-man number one from 1963 holy cow batman yeah oh i mean spider-man right thank you (laughs) get it right i know one point Three eight million dollars. Holy cow! Wow! Wow! Is right. It was released only seven months after the character's debut in Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, <laughs> and it was auctioned off for uh, one point three eight million. The previous record was uh, over half a million. Wow. They also included, uh, the auction lot also included a copy of Superman number one that sold for $2.34 million. I just, I... Yeah, see, I just, I can't I wrap can't my wrap head my head around, around yeah, it either. Me either. I, I just, no. That's nope. crazy. But you don't know what kind of junk you might have up in your... In my garage? Yeah. Oh, I, fi- I found out my Aunt Bonnie mm-hmm. has all of her original Barbies, and I mean, she has all of them. Wow. She has Ken and... Barbie and Skipper and Midge and like everything. Wow. Crazy. Make today awesome with your Barbie dolls and all. (laughs) You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.5 FM and 